Welcome back to the California Work Comp Report. Today we are talking rateable lower back pain history and the best way to acquire that information as a physician. Okay, so here we are for the first part of so far our two-part series on getting rateable histories of, of different body parts. And how are you doing today, John? Doing great, Corey. I'm excited to talk about this. I am too. I'm, I'm about to learn about very specific body parts and, and how to rate them. And, and so are you, listener. So here we go. We are talking about readable low back pain history. And John, can you give us an overview of the understanding of low back pain history in workers' comp? Yes. Uh, these are podcasts that are, um, I, I think, going to be very helpful for people that are new or newer to impairment rating, um, workers' compensation, California, AMA Guides, 5th edition, et cetera, whatever, whatever your view is. And the whole idea is to really drill down in the history. Um, if you look at the, the chapter 15, the spine and the AMA Guides, it's a little overwhelming, um, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's a little conflicted in areas. Um, it's very confusing. And the whole aim of, I think this podcast is to clarify, look, there's just a handful of things that you really need in order to do, um, a, a, a solid, fast and efficient history on low back pain. So that's what we're drilling in for, uh, today. Now, um, the, the first thing, and probably the most common thing is to ask someone, do you have pain? <laughs> yes. So you know, pain and symptoms, what's going on. And, and so the traditionally it's okay. Give me a pain value between zero and 10. And I'm just going to make a comment here that when you're asking someone about their pain score, the numbers have very specific uh, meanings in the AMA guides. And if you go back into the very back of the book in chapter 18, which is pain, there's a little table that lays out actually the different severities of pain and um, and their relation to activities of daily living function. So as you move through the pain scores, um, you know, zero is obviously no pain, no problems. Um, you know, three, four, those kind of numbers are considered mild, meaning that you might have some symptoms, but they're not interfering with ADLs. And then once you hit five, five is a magic number because five means that the pain has now started to alter your activities of daily living function. You're doing things differently. Um, you're making self-accommodations for how you get through your day. And then it kind of goes up from there all the way to 10, which is constant. And you really can't do a whole lot of things for yourself. Yeah. So um, when I'm taking a, a pain history, the first thing I'll ask the patient rather than try to put a number in front of them is I'll just simply ask them, you know, does this pain stop you from doing anything throughout the day? And people can readily identify with that. And they can say, yes, I, you know, makes me sit up. Uh, I can't lie down more than 15, 20 minutes. I, you know, can't sit for more than 30 minutes, you know, and, and it's very relatable to ask questions in that way. So um, when I right. do that, then, you know, I, I kind of back calculate it into a pain value for the patient. It works out quite well. So pain is the first part. Now, the other thing that holds, holds hands with pain, as I was just saying, is the ADLs. And the ADLs are actually key to rating um, in the AMA guides in, in every aspect you can think of. So um, it's it's important to ask about activities of daily living and be as specific as you can. There's a nice tidy table um, dash one point uh, one one <laughs> dash one two uh, on page four that's got all the ADLs and um, being able to review the ones that are relevant are, are really valuable. The thing with the back pain that's different than any other chapter or taking a history um, 
is that it's very important to understand if they're having uh, present or past pain with activities because the AMA guides, it's got, <laughs> it's got 18 chapters, but chapter 15 is really the only chapter that will give you a rating for pain you had in the past, but you don't have any more. And, and it's not an intuitive question. So you have to know about it to ask it. And, and so asking someone, you know, okay, here we are today. That's fine. Gather all the information. Where were you, you know, when you were hurting at your most? What were your symptoms? What was the distribution, et cetera, et cetera. So um, that's really the only tricky thing, I think, about um, back histories is making sure you have a past history of ADL functional loss in addition to the present one. Great. Yeah. And kind of as, as you had mentioned, it's better when speaking with patients to ask them about their pain instead of asking them the exact sort of one to 10 numbers, because it's almost better yeah. for the doctor to uh, come up with the numbers themselves based off of the answers to the questions that the doctor asks. So instead of asking from one to 10, how's your pain? The patient might tell you the the patient might tell you nine when it's sort of a mild annoyance because you know it's annoying them and to them that's right reads as a nine and yeah. some patients might be going through mortal torture and and in their <laughs> you know in their yeah. they, they'll say they'll say they're feeling a one because they're so humble or something so it's it is a uh, useful for the doctor to kind of ask the question and come up with the number themselves so yeah and it makes sense too when you when you think about it so it is it is more efficient i totally agree and as i said before it's so much more relatable to ask someone well what does it keep you from doing as opposed to well is your number a seven or a six you know that kind right. of thing right 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 you mm -hmm. get more information that way definitely um yeah now what are some of the key elements of gathering information for the for the uh, low back pain history well, I would say right behind the pain score and the activities of daily living, um, you know, I, I move right toward pain and sensory loss in the legs. And in the AMA guides uh, chapter, um, arms and legs, so we're talking low back, but it's it's analogous to the arms as well. Um, pain and sensory into the arms uh, and legs are really a main currency of the chapter. So it's really important that you take a detailed history about not only is there pain in the legs, but where is it? Where is it located? Because there's some dermatomes down there or nerve roots. And each nerve root has its own value. Um, and it has value from strength, pain, and um, sensory loss. So it's, it's really important to know right or left leg. Um, again, I try to keep it simple for patients. I say, is the pain you know typically above or below your knee, front or back, top or bottom of the foot? You know, So you can very quickly kind of help the patient pin down <laughs> what location, what dermatome sensation, um, loss areas of, of complaints uh, by doing that. But if, if there's anything I think you take away <clears throat> from this particular talk, it's the fact that um, there's a lot of value in understanding and documenting um, sensory <clears throat> pain um, and weakness as well um, in, in the legs. So be sure you get which leg, <laughs> you know, you're talking about right or left. Right. Um, then to try to identify best you can as to what nerve root it is that the patient's trying to communicate. Now that gives us a very good overview of rateable low back pain history. And is there anything in conclusion that you would like to tell the physicians who are 
trying to get the best low back pain history possible, John? Well, yeah. And I'll just wrap up with a couple of other ancillary things. <clears throat> that in a nutshell with the history with the patient is, is probably the most important. Other things that have to be documented, medical treatment, um, have you had injections? Have you had surgery in your back? You know, what medications have you done and how much did they help you? Um, that's very important. Also being able to ask about diagnostic tests because diagnostic tests in the spine chapter and low back play a very large role in calculating ratings. Um, and it's also very important for apportionment, things that have contributed to a less than complete cause, but you know, we're not directly caused by work. So um, taking a good inventory, um, getting documentation on the most recent x-ray, um, CT scans, uh, MRIs are helpful. And then the x-rays too, don't forget to check for flexion extension views. So that's a picture taken when you're um, bending forward, leaning back, and basically it's looking at stability of the different segments of the spine. So um, that that's also a rateable finding is uh, instability in the back. And then, um, of, of course, any good history has prior or pre-existing history of back pain. And so <clears throat> that's very important for apportionment and also for the rating as well. So always ask patients, hey, if you had back pain before, was it significant? Did you lose any work? And uh, again, of course, was there any pain in your legs, et cetera, et cetera. So I think armed with these, you know, basically four or five elements of a history, uh, anyone can take can take a decent impairment rating history for low back pain. And hopefully it's been helpful. Well, thanks again. And hopefully the physicians out there will have a, a better understanding of this now. And we will speak to you next week when we talk about the rateable shoulder pain history. So thanks again, John. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. For more on acquiring rateable lower back pain history, visit our blog at blog.rate-fast.com. And give RateFast Express Workers' Compensation Impairment Report Service a try at rates-fast.com. And hey, if you have any questions or comments or would like anything addressed on the California Work Comp Report, send us an email at caworkcompreport at rates-fast.com.